bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Number five. Police in a quiet community. This is from CBS 58 and CNN. About 30 miles outside Chicago are investigating after a family of four, including two children. And their three dogs were found dead in their home last night. The two adults, their two children, and the dogs were found with gunshot wounds in their home in Romeoville, Illinois, officials say. And police do not consider the deaths and murder suicide and are investigating the incident as a murder. Hmm. Yes, I won't be going around. No, I'm not. I was, I was about to make a joke, but, but I'm, I'm going to hold it. I'm not. Number four. From Fox 6 News. I'm sorry, Fox6Dow.com. A Milwaukee man pled guilty today to first degree reckless injury and second degree reckless endangering, recklessly endangering safety for a 2021 shooting that left a girl partially paralyzed. Gerard Brumfield, 37, will avoid trial after reaching a plea deal with prosecutors and four other felonies were dismissed. The shooting happened near 24th and Locust on July 7th, 2021. One of the victims, 17-year-old Tania Williams, suffered a gunshot wound to the right side of her back and a bullet lodged in the left side of her chest. And the second victim had a gunshot wound to his right hand and was treated with stitches. According to the complaint, Williams told detectives she was a passenger in a car and three other people were also in the vehicle. They'd been driving around throwing eggs at cars and encountered Broomfield, whom she's known for years, driving a Cadillac Escalade. Escalade. Williams said when they saw Broomfield, one of the people she was with threw an egg at the Escalade. That's when Broomfield began chasing the car, the complaint says. 
using his SUV to ram the back of the car three times. And during the chase, Williams told detectives she saw Bloomfield fire a shot at their car. And then she ducked down is when she got struck by a second gunshot. So that's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Um, couple things about this story. Number one, throwing eggs at other cars. You never know what's in another car and stuff that can happen. That's one. Um, number two, I don't like the fact that the DA charges you with stuff that are sub felonies to stuff that you're already charged with. Like the fact that you shot somebody is recklessly endangering safety, but the highest crime is reckless injury. So you get to charge the person with reckless injury. Don't throw in all these other charges so that you can get the conviction. I think the law, the state statutes need to change so that you can only charge a person with one crime. But when you pile on, which is what they do, because I find that white people tend to get, in my experience, the 30 years of law enforcement may get one, two charges tops, and then that's it. Black people get all these charges and all these other felonies, and then they, quote, unquote, plead those away so that we can keep these. Okay, we only charged you with two. Well, those are the only two you should have charged them with anyway. Probably only one, because if I'm not mistaken, reckless injury is inclusive of recklessly endangering safety. What are we doing? But that's just me. And I'm not a lawyer. So... We'll see. Number three. Hmm. Speaker Robin Voss is back at it again. He wants to block UW system pay raises in a push to cut DEI from campuses. What is his problem with diversity? Like, like what has him upset? Now, that's not how I really want to say it, but where's, where's the burr in his, anyway, um, <laughs> What's going on that that he's so upset that the university employee, the university system employees may see no bump in their paychecks despite four year, four percent raises already being funded in the state budget because he wants to dismantle diversity, equity and inclusion offices. This is the same garbage he did to the city and where he jerked around the city and jacked them up and. To get 2%, they gave up power. So I don't get it. And where are the other Republicans that support this? I don't, I don't understand it. Like, is, is diversity really making you that afraid? Like, you really don't understand it that much? Hey, Robin Voss, let me know. I will come to Madison and go to your office and explain to you the positives about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because it's not what you think. And I don't know what it is you're thinking. And I've had conversations with you before. You seem reasonable, at least. Let's talk. So if anybody knows Robin Voss, call him, tell him. I'll do, you know what? I'll just call Robin Voss myself. I'll call him and holler at him, drive to Madison, and, and be like, 
dude, what are you doing? What exactly are you doing? Number two. Uh, Speaking of Robin Voss, let's switch over to the city. Hey, Mr. Mayor, the $1.92 billion budget 2024 budget that's being proposed by Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson. This is from uh, JS Online. Released today, avoids service cuts for the first time in years, even as officials say our financial challenges are not over. The lack of cuts stands in stark contrast to even a year ago when Johnson called for decreases in police, fire, library services, which I I think was a ruse to get people to to be positive about the uh, 2% tax. So So Johnson said in an address to the Common Council today, I want to talk about the budget that I'm not presenting. I am not closing branch libraries. I am not imposing furlough days or freezing or hiring freezes for employees. I am not closing firehouses. I'm not cutting police sworn strength. I am not offering a budget that continues to spiral with declining services and growing desperation. Hmm. Okay. We'll see. And when you start to make all the extra money and the extra money starts to come in, let's see what you do with that. Number one. This story is a little disheartening to me. And 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 I'm disturbed by it um, immensely. There's a report that a Milwaukee nonprofit is under review for suspicious use of COVID funds. A 58-year-old founder of a Milwaukee nonprofit is under fire for how she used COVID relief money, according to a report from the Wisconsin Watch and Wisconsin Public Radio. The report from Wisconsin Watch and WPR said Cynthia Brown, also known as CeCe, founded CRC Employment and Entrepreneurial Services in 2005 as a nonprofit organization to address the socioeconomic needs of disenfranchised communities and individuals through entrepreneurship and professional development, according to the website. The nonprofit was given $2.95 million from the Diverse Business Assistance Grant from the Wisconsin Department of Administration, according to the report. Brown, according to the report, said in the application, everything that she planned to do closed the educational and technical assistance gap for 500 diverse businesses. Wisconsin Watch said and WPR said in their report that Brown spent the money, spent the entirety of the first grant payment, $1 million in just five months did not provide the state with adequate documentation of how she spent the money. The contract was suspended with the state. Some of the expenses that raised red flags with the state, according to the report, included a bowling party, food from DoorDash, and cell phone bills. Hmm. Governor Tony Evers announced this grant program in October 2021, and between March 2020 and June 2022, The Evers administration received $5.7 billion through federal COVID relief programs. Total of 38 organizations, including Browns, received the grant funding. A DOA spokesperson told Wisconsin Watch and WPR Browns contract is the only one being suspended and all other recipients of the grants are being tracked by the end of the year. Interesting. 
Interesting. So we couldn't wait till the rest of the businesses were tracked and then found out what they did. You picked the one. Interesting. DoorDash? That's a bit much. That's a bit much. Bowling party? That's a bit much. I want to see the rest of the expenses that raise the red flag. And it and it sounds like what other businesses experience when you have a lot of money. Poor record keeping. And I'm sure once they drill down and start looking at all the things that are there, they'll find that it's not as bad as they thought it was. And no, I'm not saying that because I think I've only met her like maybe once, maybe twice in my entire life, like in passing. But just the fact that of all the businesses in the entire state of Wisconsin, you found one in Milwaukee and I'm sure others got more money and you only found the one. Hmm. All I can say is interesting. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tune in right here, 10 a.m. Saturday, for another episode of Diversity and Excellence Powered by Erie Insurance. And hosted by me and Fred Johnson, Vice President and State Manager for Erie Insurance. We'll discuss the risk of insurance fraud and steps you need to take in order to protect you and your family from becoming victims of fraud. So again, don't miss Diversity and Excellence Pod by Erie Insurance this Saturday at 10 a.m. And at 11 o'clock, the debut of the Center for Leadership of African Women's Wellness Show. Sherwin Hughes will be joined by representatives from CLAW, to discuss their lunch and learn workshops, uh, mental and emotional health, and the importance of having spiritual healing in your life. Again, that's the debut of Center for Leadership of African Women's Wellness Show this Saturday, 11 a.m., right here. All of it's here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. 833-212-1017 is the number talking text line Robert said hey professor is there empirical evidence that DEI programs have any effect I don't know I would have to do some research on that and then they added or is it window dressing I would say both some companies pretend like they care about diversity some companies actually work and say they care about diversity but I don't think anybody is going to actually do anything like actually do what needs to be done to be a diverse organization. Why is that? Because there's too much separation between the races and 
when you work in organizations, the predominantly white side always expects the black side to come over to their side because they believe their side is the right way. It's literally just like Christianity. Most evangelical churches that are predominantly white believe these are the things in the Bible we think are important. And if you don't follow those things, then something's wrong with you. When in fact, we need different things. So if scripture can be all things to all people, our hope, our joy, our overcoming comes from the same place. And I always find it ironic that the book that you use to hold us hostage set us free. But, hey, some people don't believe that. 833-212-1017 is the number. I think it's both. I think there's empirical evidence that it worked, and I think there's empirical evidence in some cases that it didn't. But you have to take the people in to consideration. Yeah, that's going to take some work. Mr. Badi said, thank you so much for our life is almost once you figure it out. I'm not complaining and thanking for that. <laughs> Mr. Madi. Um Let me see. B. Gage said, this speaks volume about why black people never assimilate, integrate, or achieve justice anywhere whites rule. These are these people's ever told how they should wear their hair? What, what evil makes you diminish a black child because of his hairstyle? No matter what you achieve, you will never arrive or be appreciated as long as, as long as you integrate. That's, that is established in our history across the globe. It's all there in our history books, not theirs. Hey, be gauge. You're absolutely right. And the reason I say that is because I came across an article today where they actually suspended a kid. Well, I came across a couple stories today that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. One is where the kid was thrown out of the school district and suspended because he wore his hair in braids and it didn't fit the policy. So let me let me help this. A girl could wear it but a guy can't wear braids and they weren't hanging down. They were, they were braided around, but somehow they twisted it. And part of their, their policy said he couldn't do it. So he was suspended for two weeks, came back, had braids. So instead of braids hanging down, he had them up and roll and had them in a roll. Right. And they still said no. And they suspended him again. So I'm pretty sure that's headed to the Supreme court because Black women in, what, 2001 sued and got the ability to wear braids to work. But now black men can't? Well, we have a school district policy. Again, whites creating rules and procedures that reflects their culture. And then they say, when you don't respond to their culture, something's wrong with you. Which is why we're in this racial predicament in the first place. I just I just find that interesting. Eight three three two one two one zero. He said that wasn't me. Oops, my bad. That was four one four four one six. Thank you, B Gage. Appreciate you. Because I sure was looking at your name, but it wasn't highlighted, and now it's highlighted. Thank you. Woo, 
made that mistake, ooh, he would have came, he or she would have came down and be like, hey, banging on a, what's wrong with you? That's not me. So I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's interesting to see that how we view things based on who sent it. How we view things based on, well. And then another thing I found out that that 62%, now this is data from Gallup Center on Black Voices, revealed that 69% of Americans are confident in local police, a decrease from 2021 and 2022, when 73% of Americans say that they had confidence in the police. About 56% of black Americans reported feeling confident in law, local law enforcement, Gallup found. 64% of Hispanics said the same, compared with 74% of white people. Still, black Americans are more likely to support police reform, with 73% saying they want major changes to policing. Like what? Like what, what changes do you think you need to see? And so that's that's the data I'm more interested in seeing. That's that's the data that I want to see. What what changes should be made? We we always talk about we need change. There's systemic racism. So then what changes need to be made? But we can never quite get there because nobody wants to agree. And then we argue and we fight. Meanwhile, people pass us by move along and we end up with nothing. But if we're going to call into question diversity, equity, and inclusion, we also need to call into question mentoring. Does mentoring actually help? Do employee resource groups, ERGs, do they help? Or are you just isolated to a space that's just your space. And we go through life and we say, hey, it's, it's African-American Heritage Month. It's, it's Latino Heritage American Myth, Asian Heritage American it's, but And then we just go because we know the rest of the months are predominantly white. And I mean, I'm okay with that, but let's, let's, what, what's the word? Let's call a spade a spade. If you have to isolate a month, for me to be recognized, I say don't isolate the month. Just leave me be. Because that doesn't make any sense. You know you only want young people. You only want people that are going to say stuff that you like that makes you feel good and tickles you and makes you feel all happy because you don't want anybody to say anything that's going to be considered negative. And we've removed all bumps. We've removed all potholes and so now everything is so smooth that people don't even notice when they're going down the wrong road because there's no memory of it. And now here we are trying to figure out how to best move forward in America. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The 
The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. That's as close as I'm getting to singing today. That's one of my favorite songs. You laughing at me. You almost smile like, fight it, don't smile. Have somebody ever tried to make you laugh and you didn't want to laugh? Or it was funny or embarrassing and you didn't want to laugh, but you had to laugh. And you tried to hold it so long that spit and snot. Yeah. Yeah, just laugh. But what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? Like, I'm trying to think what, what could embarrass me. I can think of only one thing that would embarrass me, but then my comeback would be, Something that people would go and then they would be quiet about, like, oh, right? Let me see. Walking around with your zipper down, right? Like somebody said, hey, which I never understood, right? Excuse me. Yeah, your, your, your fly is open. Your, your zipper is open. So people turn away and zip up their pants. I'm like, dude, people have been sitting here watching you for at least five minutes, ten minutes, half hour. You've been walking around a room with fly open, right? Now, all of a sudden, somebody brings it to your attention. You turn around and you zip your pants up. Like, why are you turning away? Just zip it up. Like, it's just weird. Or women that walk around with one tail of their blouse tucked in and the other one out. Well, it's, it's a fad. It's stupid. Why are you walking around looking like that? Like, what is that? What's that? No, no. I get it, but, like, what does it do? The other one that burns me? Those Croc shoes that people wear. Now, here's why it burns me. I didn't invent it. Like, can you imagine inventing a plastic shoe that's comfortable and somebody buys it and now you're a billionaire? But if you really look at the shoe, you realize... That shoe could not protect your foot from anything in the world. Not water, not somebody stepping on your foot, not hurting it, getting run over, nothing. Like it can't protect, it's just plastic around your foot. It's like wearing eyeglasses with no lenses. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, hey, 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 I don't get it. 833-212-1017 is the number. I was incorrect. The story was actually from Texas. Mont Blue, Texas. A black high school student in Texas has served more than two weeks of an in-school suspension for wearing twisted dreadlocks to school. When he arrived today with the same hairstyle, he was suspended again, his mother said. Daryl George, a junior at Barber's Hill High School in Mont Blue was initially suspended the same week his state outlawed 
racial discrimination based on hairstyles. School officials said his dreadlocks fell below his eyebrow and earlobes and violated the district's dress code. George, 17, was suspended since August 31st at the Houston area high school. He was in tears when he was suspended today, despite his family's arguments that his hair does not violate the dress code. He has to sit on a stool for eight hours in a cubicle. That's very uncomfortable. Every day he came home, he said his back hurts because he has to sit on a stool. So they don't give him a comfortable chair. That's just lawsuit stuff. Anyway, the incident recalls debates over hair discrimination in schools and in the workplace and has already is testing the state's newly enacted Crown Act, which took effect September 1st. The law, an acronym for Create a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair, is intended to prohibit race-based hair discrimination and bars employers and schools from penalizing people because of their hair texture or protective hairstyles, including afros, braids, dreadlocks, twists, or Bantu knots. Texas is one of 24 states that have enacted a version of the Crown Act. So a federal version passed the House of Representatives last year, but was not successful in the Senate. Now, women already can wear their hair the way they want because it went to the Supreme Court and won, but now they want to codify it and make it a law. So for black people, hairstyles are more than just a fashion statement. Hair has always played, this is part of the article, has always played an important role in the black diaspora, says Candace Matthews, National Minister of Politics for the new Black Panther Nation. Her group is not affiliated with the other new Black Panther organization, uh, widely considered anti-Semitic. Dreadlocks are perceived as a connection to wisdom, Matthew says. This is not a fad, and this is not about getting attention. Our hair is our connection to our soul, our heritage, and our connections to God. In George's family, all the men have dreadlocks going back generations. To them, the hairstyle has cultural and religious importance, his mother said. Our hair is our strength, our roots. Derisha George said he has his ancestors locked into his hair and he knows that. Historians say braids and other hairstyles serve as methods of communication across African societies, including identifying tribal affiliation or marriage status and as clues to safety and freedom for those who were captured and enslaved. After slavery was abolished, black American hair became political Although the Civil Rights Act of 1964 banned discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, and national origin, black people continue to face professional and social stigma for not adapting grooming habits that fit white European beauty standards and norms. So the issue of race-based hair discrimination in the workplace has long existed alongside concerns in public and private schools. And in 2018, a white referee in New Jersey told a black high school wrestler to cut his dreadlocks or forfeit a match. A viral video of the wrestler sh having his hair cut with scissors as the crowd watched prompted the referee's suspension and spurred passage of that state's Crown Act. 833-212-1017 is, is I I don't even know where to begin. Do are, are we in 2023 or 1923? 
This young man's been growing his, 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 his dreadlocks for 10 years. They never received any pushback. They never received any complaints the entire time. So this kid became a junior in high school. Now all of a sudden, he's got to conform. The Crown Act doesn't cover the length of your hair. And here's how discriminatory it is. Is that just for men or is that for women too? It can't be for women. So if I'm a white girl and I braid my hair, if I'm a black girl, I braid my hair and come to school, I'm okay. But if you're a boy and you braid your hair and you come to school, you're not. And by the way, the women can have long hair but men can't? That's just weird. That's just bizarre. Oh, he couldn't see the board. Couldn't see the math problem on the board. That's what it was. See, they didn't want it to come beyond your eyebrows because they want you to learn math and know how to read. That's got to that's be it. That's got to be it. Hmm. Didn't they make those things that girls wear called bangs? But, oh, that's right. We can't have those. We got to cut those too, right? Hmm. I wonder if you told anybody else to cut theirs. So this is a kid that's been growing dreads since he was seven years old. Now he's 17. What did you do? Just notice? Or are you trying to get back at the family? You decide. 833-212-1017 is the number. What do you think? You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You know, the Black-Owned Business Give Back is back, and we've teamed up with Associated Bank once again to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter in 2023. So, so sign up. Let me get that right. So to sign up for this marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com that's blackbusinessgiveback.com one word one website let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth for official rules head to blackbusinessgiveback.com associated bank member FDIC hmm. 833-212-1017 is the number um Mr. Madea, I don't know what it is you're trying to say, man. Are you saying sue them because, or are you saying boys and men can't wear braids? I don't know. I don't know which one you're saying. Help a brother out. Security Mike said, but I'll say this. If Republican Party gets control again, we could end up slaves again or close to it, some of us. And I said, "Uh, you're in Wisconsin, they're already in control. But <laughs> he said, you know what I mean. Um, 
414-517 said, let, let, let me let me get this straight. A person can identify as the opposite gender, but you can't wear hair the way you want to wear it. Correct. And so my suggestion was, why don't you just go and, and I'm not trying to offend those who are trans, but go as a woman. Tell them, no, I'm a woman and I'm wearing my hair like this. And I don't know. Tell them you like to wear men's clothes. I, I, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm being silly about it because it doesn't make any sense at all. It makes absolutely no sense at all. Nine one nine seven zero nine said, "If hair is such a cultural phenomenon for blacks, why do black women all wake up with fake ribs emulating European hair?" You said that it's part of their identity, but that's someone else's identity. Well, let me count to ten. No, let me count to fifty. No, let me count to a hundred before I rip into this. Um. I disagree with your statement because you don't have to have natural hair. Number one. Number two, wearing a wig isn't necessarily to make me look like I'm white. Wearing a wig can actually be braids. Number three, white women do it every day. Matter of fact, I'm hard pressed to see white women with their own hair because many of them don't. Not all of them, but many of them are not emulating European hair. It's their hair. They bought it. And that's the difference. See, your hair doesn't have to be grown on your head. When you buy it, you possess it. It's yours. So you can argue that, but. And the article said it's part of their identity, but wearing hair that you bought is, is, is you creating your own identity. You're not somebody else's identity. And that came from us having to do it because we needed to assimilate, to be able to get jobs and go to school and do all sorts of things that we shouldn't have to do now. To wear your hair naturally I don't know about you. That's a power move right there. LT say, Dr. Ken, have you been on an African safari? If not, it is one of the things Dr. Ken would not do list. Do you know one of those safaris where like a lion can climb into the Jeep? Um, any safari can. That's why you go on a bus and not a Jeep. Like, who would go on a safari in a Jeep where an animal or a rhinoceros could run up and just run you into the ground or knock your Jeep off? No, I'm not doing that. You a punk. Yep. Yep. To live your entire life, go on a vacation and get gored by a rhinoceros. That is not the way I want to go. I'm just saying. Anybody been following the UAW strike?
I wonder. And I just got random things in my head, right? And if AI can create pictures, why would I ever take a picture again? Like I could tell AI to create a picture of a beautiful sunset with a yellow sun, make it orange with, and, and talk it through and figure it out and do it. Like, have you used AI before? Have you used AI? So I use multiple different AIs and the thing that's weird about it is if you tell it to give you sources, it's AI. It'll make up the sources too. <laughs> so you'll do better just asking it and then editing it and putting your own words in or creating something. In. Makes no sense. But then again, nobody asks. me. I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. So auto workers. So the auto workers have said that if they're, they're not negotiating by Friday, um, if no serious progress is made, they're going to start striking in other states and striking in other companies. So some of the demands they're making, maybe it's just me or maybe it's because I have a business, but they're asking for money that are literally going to make cars so expensive, nobody's going to buy them and they'll get laid off. So does the union realize what it's doing? So you're going to make these cars so expensive because you're asking for a deal that would put that would give them a 40 some odd percent increase in pay in less days. So you want a 40 percent increase and you want to work 32 hours a week instead of 40. So I'm going to pay you to work less, more to work less. I don't know. Now, the pay structure where there's two tiers where some people, like one guy had to work 18 years to get the top pay because he was a temp. That's one of the things the company does to save money, which, which I don't think I'm torn. They can do it, but they shouldn't be able to do it. But it, but it should be equitable for everybody and all that. But I don't get it. Canada received a substantive offer. Canadian Union Unifor represents 5,600 workers at three plants in Canada. So, think about that. 40% of the market. Boop. Meanwhile, you can make a Tesla for less. Buy one used and it doesn't cost as much as an American-made car. But you can't go anywhere because every 200 miles you got to stop. So if you were to take a six-mile, a six-hour trip, think about that. A six-hour trip would turn into every 200 miles you stopping to charge for a half hour. You'd have to stop like six times. If you had a trip that was – if you went 1,200 miles – 
you'd add an additional 800 well however long it would take you would you would it would go at least eight eh, you'd add three-fourths of the time to your trip because you have to stop and charge for a half hour that'll make no sense you're listening to truth in the afternoon i'm your host dr ken harris tory lowe show is coming up next and you can listen to him and I'll be rolling back around around 4 o'clock in the morning. And then I'll be back in 22 hours to give you the best show in Wisconsin. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. God bless. Take care. I'm out.